I'm doing a quick podcast about um, what the future is like in the kingdom of God because um, this is going to be really insightful for everyone, whether you are an atheist or a believer of any kind. In the future, in the kingdom of God, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that all of you will be interested in. Here's the first one. There's endless disputing about words. If, if a person says, I'd like to publish uh, um, something, in the kingdom of God, there is endless disputing in the future. I'm talking about a million times a million times a million times a million years of the future. Way into the future. When the kingdom of God is you know, pretty big and stuff. There's endless disputing. When somebody says they want to publish something, they say, I'd like to publish a report. I'd like to publish the news. I'd like to publish an idea. I'd like to, uh, it's a birthday party. Let's go publish uh, some birthday cards or something and hand them out to people. Uh, there's going to be music later. Let's go um, publish it so people know that there's going to be music someplace. In the kingdom of God, they dispute it and they're like, yeah, but do you mean the mean it the way the Bible said? Did you get the doctrine right? It's endless arguing and disputing, unfortunately, about words like publish. Um, the word light in the future, because the Bible says light so much, is a word that people uh, barely use at all and don't understand. Uh, if somebody says, hey, will you turn the light on? They're like, uh, do you mean read the Bible? And people just argue about it endlessly. They're like, no, I mean the light of the house. They're like, oh, you mean the uh, Jesus Christ or something? They're like, no, the, uh, will you make it light in here so I can see it's nighttime? There's a light switch by the door. And they're like, oh, okay, um, well, next time could you tell me which light you're talking about? And the other person's like, will you just turn on the fucking light switch? So in the kingdom of God, there's a lot of disputes. Another one that's a big deal in the kingdom of God is uh, the new age. Believe it or not, the new age continues all the way to the end of eternity. That's centillion times centillion plus millions of years. It's the farthest I'm into the future that I know of. And uh, the new age uh, is pretty much the same as it is now. It's shit like crystal balls and magnet bracelets and uh, people that want to be spiritually enlightened and they uh, they can't find it anywhere. So they go to the New Age movement. And so there's books and authors publishing New Age stuff all the way to the end of eternity. It comes and goes a little bit, the New Age movement. But um, in general, it's there throughout all of history. In the far future, once you get past uh, centillion years, there's a division in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God includes everyone that's been um, kind of uh, they kind of volunteer to join the kingdom of God. So you got to learn uh, doctrine and stuff. But there start to be other places where more and more people are born. What happens is um, people live and they die. And there aren't enough worlds for people to be born again. So there's a big movement that starts in the very, 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 very far future. Uh, and the, it's a belief that people that are dead ghosts in heaven need to be born again. And what that means is God puts them in the belly of, of their mother. And so they were born, they lived, they died, they went to heaven. And then God puts them in the belly of another woman. And that's the second time they're born that's called being born again. And so people start fucking like rabbits in the future because they're not having enough kids. And heaven's filling up with dead men and women. And when that happens, those people are born. And so God makes more worlds because people start to like go out and spread out on different worlds. And then uh, 
and then those people don't join the kingdom of God because it sucks. Now this sounds weird, but in the kingdom of God at that time, more than centillion years from now, the majority of people are poor and it's really crowded, really, really crowded. It's not like Star Wars or something like that. It's more like uh, angels just stand in the road all day, loitering. And so if you like go out of your house to go down to the, the store down the road, you, you can't even drive. In the future, there's there's almost no driving of any kind. People even don't ride horses that much. They, they kind of just walk because everyone stands in the road. What happens is in the very far future, they start building cities with houses really close together. And so because all the yards are small and the houses are close together, um, people don't have room to play in their yard. So they start to kids play in the street. And um, I know a lot of you are thinking, well, it's the future. Don't they have like different designs for cities? For some reason, they made houses uh, built close together with small yards. I think the people, when they first built them, they decided they would just buy a little piece of land and live near their neighbor because they, they liked living near each other. By that time, they already knew each other for a long time because a lot of them have everlasting life. So they, they have friends that they'd known a million years or more. So they decided to just live near each other or something maybe. But they all live like a, in a really small community, but not in apartments, houses. And so people just, um, so they walk, they just walk, they just like play in the street and stuff. And then when they go hang out with their neighbor, they do it in the street rather than in their yard, which is kind of cool. That's a, that's if, you, if you've lived in the past thousands of years ago, like I have, that was a fun time, a little, kind of, a little bit, hanging out with people in the street. Back then, it wasn't a big deal. There was just horses going by and people walking. It wasn't a big deal. But in the far future, there are so many people just standing in the street that most of the day, it's nearly impossible to go to the store. When men go to the work in the morning, women too, but a lot of women, you know, at this time, we're having a lot of children. Like I was talking about that big push to have more children because a lot of there's a lot of dead men and women, ghosts in heaven that want to be born again and they need parents to do it. And so... When they start doing all this, a lot of the men start to go to work every day at a certain time, and it's almost impossible to get to work because there's so many men just walking down the road. It's completely filled with men. And then later in the day, um, there's a bunch of angels loitering in the street. And so it's almost impossible to walk to the store without bumping into angels all day. And they're rude, they just stand there. So you have to zigzag around people all the time. It's like living in New York. What ends up happening is God ends up raising people from the dead, which is um, kind of a problem because for a long time, he never did it. And when he finally did it, people were like, wow, that's a big fucking miracle. And so then they were like, well, if it's, it's a big miracle, maybe he'll only rarely do it. And so for some weird reason, they decided that it's um, too big of a miracle that God, for God to do it. And that they don't, and so he doesn't do it that often. And when he does it, they're like, oh, whoa, dude. So one day he makes a whole bunch more worlds and then makes people, uh, raises them from the dead by the like millions. And when he does this, they, uh, they're on other worlds. It blows everyone's minds. And so those people are raised from the dead and then they ask, hey, do you want to join the kingdom of God with us? And the people that are raised from the dead are like, no. And so the people that live in the kingdom of God are like, why? And they say, we've been in heaven this whole time and heaven sucked. 
We've been there for millions of years waiting to be born again. And you guys don't have enough children. So we, we just kept waiting and waiting. So finally we asked God to raise us from the dead. But the problem is we didn't want to live near any of you in the kingdom of God because you argue all day long. You guys are argumentative and unpleasant to be around. And we don't want to argue all day. And I know that sounds like a minor complaint, but that's a thing that people consider when they're a million times a million times a million years old. They don't want to be around someone that's unpleasant to be around. They don't want to argue all day long with someone who stands in the street loitering. So those are some of the things about the kingdom of God that are bad. Let's talk about some things that are good and, and how we got there. Uh, one of the things that's really unfortunate is that people that like doing math and science, the vast majority of them end up burning in hell for no reason. And the reason is this, it's, a, it's just a misunderstanding from Christians. It's Christians' fault. But it's other people's fault too. And I want to explain why and I'll apologize to them. When, when we die and we see God, God says, you've sinned and now you're going to burn in hell. But then someone like me shows up and I say, no, they're not. And God says, why not? And those people say, what? And I say, listen, people, if, if you are angry at God and stuff like that, that's not a problem. He doesn't have to burn you for that. And they're like, really? And I'm like, all you got to do is think about the things about life that you liked and that you want to keep doing. Tell God you want to do it and ask him if there's a place you can go do it. He always says yes. And so what happens is in the far distant future, most of the people that are mathematicians burn. And so no one knows like certain kinds of math or science in the future because no one tells them this. Now this is going to sound odd, but I didn't know it until recently. And so the future is something we can change. So now when people die, I talk to them and I say, you don't have to live in the earth and be born again. There's a bunch of other worlds that are, there's way less people. You can still do math and science of any kind that you want. When you grow up, it'll be kind of a basic life. The people there aren't rich, but when you get a little older, it's real easy to earn enough money to live and you can do science as a hobby on the side. You can do it as part of your work. And if you guys all work together, you can make science businesses or something. And then they're like, oh, is that a thing we can do? I'm like, yep. And if you don't want to do a science business, find someone that's in your judgment group that's interested in doing the business while you guys do the science and ask them if they're willing to do it. If they say yes, then you have a team. Ask God to raise you from the dead. These people get raised from the dead. They don't have to burn. So Christians will tell them, because you, you're angry at God or something, you're going to burn in hell. Because you didn't choose Jesus Christ, you're going to burn. That's not true. And I want to tell you Christians what happens. If somebody says, I, God, I didn't choose Jesus Christ because I thought it was stupid. God's, you know, someone, God doesn't say this, but God could say, well, why would you think that? And they say, look, every time I talk to Christians, all they did is yell at me. I was a normal person. I wanted to live a normal life. And then I would occasionally try to go to church or listen to a podcast or something or talk to a Christian that I worked with. And all they did was yell at me. And I became so angry and offended that I said, I'll just figure it out later. So then what happens is I'm there. And I say to them, that's me doing the podcast. I say, God, this person, they just wanted to live a normal life. And they decided that they're interested in figuring that out later. Is that okay with you? And God says, that's perfectly fine. See, you Christians are so offensive that you tell, you tell everyone that if they don't figure it out right now, they're going to burn. But you're wrong. God in heaven tells them all the time. It's fine. Take your time. There's no rush. You have forever. People that die and go to heaven literally have forever. There's no rush. They don't have to do it right now. 
it's not an emergency alert see you you christians you tell everyone that if they don't believe in jesus christ right now they're all going to burn immediately that's not true if somebody goes to god and says, says god i've lived in the earth a long time 65 years or 75 years or 80 years or something and i never figured out religion i tried occasionally and it made no sense sometimes people yelled at me i the new age seemed awkward to me uh muslims they go around murdering people christians i can't even figure out why are there different denominations they tell us there's some big difference and then we look at it it looks pretty similar it's similar good enough and so they ask all these questions and god answers believe it or not christians god does answer them and he doesn't give them your answers he gives them an honest answer and so when someone like me is there i say hey, listen the the judgment can go two ways and here's the two ways it goes if you're if you're an atheist because you were an atheist and then you died and now you see God. So here's the two ways it can go. The first way is the way it used to go. When you see God, what happens is he tells you you've sinned and then you get really angry and then he puts you in hell. The second way is you just decide you, you don't want to do that. You like being a bird watcher or you like doing um, mathematics or you like going out and studying physics or you like reading books about what scientists are doing right now. And then, when that's all done, just think about the stuff you want to do. Tell God. God, there's, you don't have to tell him what the list is. He already knows. You say, God, I'd like to do other stuff rather than burn in hell. Is that fine? God's going to say yes every time. He doesn't want you to burn in hell just because you're angry at him. For some weird reason, when people die and go to heaven, God, most of the time, doesn't say that much. Then someone like me comes along and I'm like, hey, God, perk the fuck up. These people are interested in not burning in hell right now. Perk the fuck up. God on the throne. Jesus Christ, get to talking. And for some reason, when I'm there, they always do. If you know what you want from life, from God, from Jesus, from religion, from being dead, if, or, or after you're dead and then you go someplace else, like you go to heaven and then you, you go to another world and God might raise you from the dead, God will do it every time. It's not just some, it's not some weird fucking miracle that you have to beg God for all the fucking time. It's an easy miracle that God can do easily. It should be a common miracle, but here's the other problem for all of you that want to know why they don't come back to the earth. Here's the real reason. The earth sucks so bad that when people get to heaven, they privately tell God, they say, God, living in the earth was fucking awful. I don't want to go back there. Where else can I go? I want to go someplace else. That's the reason that we don't see people raised from the dead in the earth. When somebody dies and you guys pray for a miracle, that person's dead in heaven. And then they say, God says, hey, they're praying that I raised you from the dead. Do you want it? They say, no, please, no, God, I don't want to go back. It's horrible there. My mother always pinches my face. I'm seven years old when no one's looking and I'm always trying to get away. And then when my dad gets home, she tells him that I was a bad child all day. I don't want to go back. Those parents were mean to me. If an adult dies and goes to heaven, God says, do you want to go back? They say, well, are there other options? God says, yes. And they say, thank God. My job was fucking horrible. Do you know how mean they were to me at that job? I don't want to go back there. Living in the earth is absolutely, unacceptably horrible. People that live here hate it. They don't want to live here. It sucks. And so that's why we don't see miracles. And so in the kingdom of God, it's exactly the same. People die, they go to heaven, and then they see God and they don't want to go back. They don't want to be raised from the dead. But in the far, different, dif uh, far distant future, there's a few differences. The first di difference is there's a lot more worlds. 
a shitload of worlds. Right now, there's only about 8 million that people can live on, and they all suck. They're like the Earth. In the future, it's millions and billions. Eventually, it's billions. And then there's billions times a thousand, billions times a million, you know, millions, billions, trillions, quadrillions. Keeps getting more and more. And they suck. Every one of them sucks. And so, none of you guys are going to be interested in how this is possible, but in the future, time travel is going to be a huge fucking deal. And the way we're going to do it is going to be very straightforward and scientific, specific, pointed, and correct. And here's how we're going to do it. Most of the time when we do time travel, we are not going to talk to them. We're going to go there in spaceships that are completely invisible. It's going to be spaceships, not telephone booths or uh, that 1980s car in the Back to the Future movie, the DeLorean. It's not going to be any of that. It's going to be spaceships. And here's the reason. You got to go to space to get to other worlds. So you Christians that never shut the fuck up about space travel, just shut up. You don't know anything about it. The only way to get to another world in the future is to take a spaceship. You can't drive there in your Toyota or your Prius or whatever the fuck Christians drive this day, these days. So in the future, the next part of time travel that's gonna blow your fucking mind is that we're gonna be invisible. And here's the reason, one type of time travel will be us not changing anything. We're gonna go back to every place that ever existed all the way to the end of eternity. And when we do it, we're gonna record the history. We're gonna use cameras, we're gonna use microphones, we're gonna use books, we're gonna, we're gonna record everything. And that way, we have a perfect, accurate, and correct recorded history. Once all of history is recorded everywhere, we might use drones or something that are invisible just so we can record it. For a lot of us, it's our life. It's not an invasion of privacy. It's how we live in the future. So you might say, give permission that a drone can film you in a million years, whatever you're doing. So it's a correct history from that other timeline. I'm not going to explain that right now. Then once we have that correct history, then we're going to go back in time and we're going to fix every problem. The future is such a miserable and awful place to live that no one wants to live there. People live a million years. Believe it or not, some people in the future get everlasting life. Some people just get long life. They live a thousand years or a million. God just does it kind of different numbers and when he does it what ends up happening is these these people that live in the far distant future they uh they they die and then they never want to go back it was so miserable, so awful, so horrible, so unpleasant, so undesirable. They never want to go back. They never want to do it again. They hated it. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back in time and we're going to fix every problem. Now that's going to create something called time loops at first. And so it'll be like they lived their whole life to the end of eternity and it sucked. But then we're going to go back in time and we're going to do it again. We're going to fix it. And so it's going to be like they lived the whole thing again, but their life was better. And that's going to be called a time loop. And then those get closed and brought back at the end. So it's like a Groundhog Day. They live once, they live again, they live again, they live again. And then it's just normal for them. And then their life's better. Then later, we might go back and fix it in a way that's permanent. As if those things had never happened, kind of. That's too complicated to explain right now until people understand very advanced math. 
And so it'll take a long time, but we don't have to do that today. That's something we can do in the far future. In the far future, we can come back and fix all the problems. And the reason is this, in the kingdom of God, you guys that live are hearing this podcast might be really cool, but other people, they, they get everlasting life and they cause their neighbors so many fucking problems, you won't believe it. Believe it or not, in the kingdom of God, being a neighbor is a big fucking deal and here's why. Right now, if you buy land, you might sell your house in 10 years. And so you, don't, you might not ever meet your neighbors, but once or twice, because you work all the time. But in the kingdom of God, it's completely fucking different. If you have a neighbor, they might be your neighbor for 10 million years. And if they're an annoying neighbor that's, that keeps you up late at night for 15 minutes, every single night, five days a week before work, pretty soon you start to hate that motherfucker. Because every Monday, every Tuesday, and every Wednesday, you're fucking miserable. And by Friday, you're exhausted because you lost more than an hour's worth of sleep and you don't want to do that every week. You lay in bed while they're loud, doing whatever the loud thing is that they do at 10.30 at night or something. And so you start, to, so these people start to hate each other. 10 million years of someone keeping you up late at night, only 15 minutes, doesn't seem like a big problem, but they do it forever. I mean, 10 million years of having an awful neighbor sucks. It absolutely fucking sucks. And so that's another thing about the kingdom of God that's a big problem. Living next to someone for 10 million years who annoys you a little every day becomes a huge problem. Now, one of the reasons this happens is because everyone's poor. And so somebody, they, they go to work and then they go back to their house and they do a few things and then they go back to a second job and they work for one or two hours. So when they get back, it's like seven or eight at night, but then they got to eat another meal because they're hungry because they just worked again. And then they got to take a shower. Then they got to go out in the yard and do a few things because they forgot because they weren't at their house at the normal time. Maybe they decided to water a plant or something. And then they're all wound up instead of calming down. And so when they finally go back to their house to go to sleep, you know, it's like nine o'clock or nine thirty or something. They go inside, and then they're talking to their wife, and they're talking to their kids, and then pretty soon they're moving things around in their shed outside and banging chairs and furniture against the shed, which is right next to your house. You're like, God damn it, I'm just trying to sleep. And so for them, they're just trying to get everything done before they go back to work tomorrow because they're poor and they're working a couple extra hours to get a couple extra dollars because they don't have enough money. And so the poor problem is really easy to fix. We're going to be able to fix that with some of the technology that we'll have in the future. But what ends up happening is that there's a poor person that's trying to get a little extra sleep so they can get to work on time in the morning. But another poor person that's working extra in the afternoon or in the evening because they're trying to get extra uh, work in. So neither one's doing anything wrong, but they're just annoying each other on accident and it's not their fault. So there are good things though besides that in the kingdom of God. Now one of the good things that's good in the kingdom of God is that um, when people get into the kingdom of God for a long time, they end up learning a few things about how to be a king. Now a king is a man that resists evil. He's not a man that rules over people. He's not a man that makes laws or regulations. He shouldn't ever tax. Taxes are forbidden in the future. And so for a lot of you, you're pro-tax right now because there's a lot of problems in the earth, but in the future they don't have those same problems. And so right now you're pro-tax because you want the government to fix pollution. You want them to fix crime. You want the government to fix uh, public transportation. You want them to fix smog and you want them to do more EPA testing of vehicles. And so you want those taxes. In the future, they don't have those problems. So there's no reason for the taxes. <coughs> but there's very little government of any kind. And so with very little government, it's up to people to talk to each other anytime there's a problem. There's no Caltrans to come along and fix all the roads. As soon as there's a Caltrans type company, it always becomes a problem in the future. Now, some of them do it, do it really well, but what always happens is that 
is this. A, a company does really well normally when they start every single time. What happens when you need road work is you hire any company. And if, and if you're just hiring any company, there's no big road work companies, they're all small companies. And so you hire them and you say, hey, will you guys do this job? And they're like, sure. And then you, you say, um, you show them what it is and then you ask them how much and they're like, oh, it's just fair pay. And you ask them how long they say, oh, normal amount. And that's always what they do. In the future, when you want work done and you hire people, they always do it for fair pay. It takes a normal amount of time and they always do a good job every time. It's great. And so if you need your roof repaired, if you need a wall built, if you need furniture, if you need blacksmithing, it's always fair pay and they always do a good job. And they're always on time every single time, unless they get real busy because they're a small company and then that's just normal. It's a big deal. <laughs> when you have everlasting life, it's not as big of a deal. You have to wait a little longer to get something. You can just borrow, borrow from your neighbor because uh, they're usually not using it. It works great. But um, what ends up happening is then people say, well, let's just keep hiring people to fix the roads. And so then they, the company gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the price goes up because now they need to hire a whole bunch of office assistants to help with the work. And so the price goes up a little. And then pretty soon, all that happens is one guy gets involved. And so normally in the earth right now, if this happens, no one even notices because we just have a short life. But in the future, if you live a million times a million times a million years, everyone knows everyone. And so all of a sudden, you know, everyone's working and then one guy shows up and then the whole job falls apart. How does this happen? One guy shows up and just starts yelling at everyone. And that's all that it takes to ruin a job, like a like fixing a road. And so governments don't really do that much in the future. People just kind of come together and build it in their city or something. But there's one other good thing that happens. God does most of it himself. It sounds weird, but every million years, God just builds a bunch of shit. In the future, he just makes it with the wave of his hand. And then so people are like, hey, can I have another house? And God's like, yeah. And he just gives them one. And then they're like, hey, can I have a road? He just makes one. And they're like, um, hey God, will you make me a road made of rocks? And the neighbor's like, why? And this person's like, well, I've just, I've never seen a road made of rocks. I've heard about it in history. And they ask God and God's like, sure. And then God just makes it. And then the neighbor says, why'd you ask God to do it? And they say, have you ever cut rocks with a saw? That's extremely hard work. <coughs> and so God does a lot of this in the future. People really like that a lot. Another thing that people like in the future in the kingdom of God is God makes new foods that never existed. And so there's, there's a few new foods that grow on, literally, that grow on trees. And so people really enjoy that. Um, that's a lot of fun. People really enjoy that. And uh, there's a lot less disease and things like that. So when I did this podcast, I decided to talk about things that are the most important to people who live there in the future. And there's a couple more things that are really important, and I'm going to finish with those. And so this is a, a podcast that right now, probably not a lot of people are going to listen to, but in, in about 5,000 years from now, you, anyone that hears this podcast is going to say, fuck man, that was super interesting to hear that first and get to see it. You guys are going to get to see some of these things that I'm talking about in future podcasts. I mean, it's perfect. You're not going to have to see all this dumb bullshit. I'll tell you about it later. So here's the first thing that's really important to them in the future. Jesus Christ does everything God says he'll do, almost. But what I mean is, he, he does the millennial reign of Christ and all that stuff in the Bible. But um, he doesn't talk to anyone. He, he just goes around where people can see him like every, I don't know, 5,000 years or something. Just goes and, then he goes and hangs out somewhere. 
Sometimes he sits on the throne or something. He doesn't really do that much. So to them, they're like, what in the fuck, Jesus? We're supposed to pray to you all the time. We go to church. We talk about you. But you never come to church. You don't preach here. So for a lot of you that are Christians, you guys are like, yeah, right. Well, look at the last 2,000 years of history, Christians. He hasn't preached in the church ever, not once. He talked in Israel, he died, and then he never came back. So the reason he never came back is because he doesn't want to be in the earth. He doesn't preach here because he doesn't like it. He thinks it's too hard or something. And when you guys hear this, you might think that I'm wrong. Wait till you see me and him together. You're going to see something that you don't expect. Jesus apologizing to the whole world for not keeping his promises. It's one of the reasons atheists and mathematicians burn in hell in that first timeline of the future. And the reason is because they never met Jesus. And when they get to heaven, they're like, Jesus, what in the fuck were you doing? I prayed to you five times in my life. I counted them all. And then you never answered. So I stopped praying because it's not logical to keep praying to someone who never answers. And Jesus is like, yeah, but uh, just because uh, I didn't answer doesn't mean you shouldn't pray. And then they say, no, actually the opposite is true. And Jesus says, uh, you, you didn't pray enough because you're not faithful, you bird. And then someone like me comes along and say, Jesus, you promised you would answer every time. You're the one that's unfaithful, not them. They were more faithful than you, five times more faithful. Jesus is wrong often. You're going to be surprised, but in judgment, he's often wrong. He needs someone there to keep him in, uh, in line. He, no one does this except for me, and he always trusts me. So when you guys see me and Jesus together, it's going to blow your fucking mind. You're not going to believe it. That's the first thing that's a big deal to people in the future. Jesus just stands around and doesn't do anything and he never visits anyone. He never talks to anyone and he's called the word and he's silent all day and all night. He never talks. Now, the second thing that's really important to them in the future is sexual perversion. In the future, when people live a million years and someone's a million years old, this becomes really important to us because we talk to people and we're like, hey, how's your life? We're like, oh, it's pretty good. I just uh, slapped my wife around a little bit and fucked her in the basement and then the person that hears that is like, I don't want to hear that shit, first of all. And secondly, why are you slapping your wife around? And why are you why are you guys having sex in the basement? Normally, you might say, normally I wouldn't ask you this, but I'm a million years old and I want to know if you're beating your wife or what. That other person, what they'll say is, no, it's our new thing we do. Um, we read it in one of those new age sex books that if you uh, slap your wife uh, during sex, that she thinks it's sexually hot. And they also say you should tie her up in the basement. And the, in the future, there is a lot of sexual perversion and a lot of it is this really like minor violence where it's like slapping someone a little pulling their hair a little twisting their body around in weird directions a little pinning them down on the bed a little hurting men a little and so it's a huge problem and part of it is it becomes a part of the culture in some places on some worlds they talk about it all the time like it's normal they're like hey have you heard about the new sex position it's when you uh put your wife's feet behind her head and you punch her in the chest i mean they come up with the weirdest shit ever you will not believe how weird it got in the future and somebody's like why is that hot and they're like well uh it's because men are dominant and that proves you're dominant and she thinks it's hot that is not true no woman thinks it's hot to get pinned down on the bed and get her hair pulled that's what happens when her feet are behind her head. That is a weird position. Let me tell you right now, that's a big problem during sex. Do not do that. And so this becomes a huge problem. That's the second thing. Now, the last thing that's a really big deal in the future is that everyone expected all the way to the end of eternity that things would be better and they're not. People kept waiting for it to be better. And there's two reasons. The main reason is God's there. They see him and hear him all day long. He never shuts the fuck up. And so they're like, okay, God's here. I mean, is it going to get better? 
And so the second thing is God ends up, ends up doing stuff that no one else can do. Like he makes entire worlds filled with cities instantly and you get to watch him do it. And you're like, well, why the fuck do I even work? God, if you can do all of this, why do I even work? Can't I just have hobbies all day? And so um, they get really, they're like, well, I guess I don't have to work. I mean, God, will you make me a house too? And God's like, sure. And they're like, how long does it last? And God's like, well, these will last 10,000 years. And this person's like, can you make it last 100,000? God's like, I can do anything. And this person's like, make it last a million. God's like, consider it done. And then God just makes them a house. They're like, well, that fucking answers that. I never need to work again. God, can you just give me everything I need for a million years? And God's like, here it is. And then some people get it. And then they're like, wait, but why isn't my life perfect? God just gave me a, a free house that'll last a million years and a bunch of other stuff. And then they realize they got to buy food. And so they still go to work and stuff. And so it's weird because there's all that nice stuff and it is really nice. God makes some really nice houses. There's no doubt about it. God makes some really nice houses. And so now that's the end of the podcast. And what I'm going to do for everyone that's listening to a little bit extra is just give you a couple more details about those houses. He makes kind of these old school houses and they're not quaint. They're not tiny. They're not poor houses. They're fucking cool, dude. They have a lot of really cool house style and they're fucking awesome. And people love those houses. And so that's awesome. Just to be really clear, people love those houses. But on the flip side, the people are afraid that they will get in trouble if they want a different house. And I know that sounds stupid, but it's true. A lot of atheists might say this right now. A lot of Christians might be afraid to say this. They're like, a Christian might be afraid. But the truth is, <coughs> the houses in the future are... Um, kind of... Uh, one style, kind of. They, they, they're afraid that if they do different kinds of architecture, they'll get in trouble. Now, I'll give you an example. If they decided to build houses that were condominium apartments that are multi-story, multi-level, multi-rooms together, kind of duplex style, where it's like side by side by side kind of housing, where everything's kind of crammed together, they kind of don't want to do that because um, it's unpleasant to live there. It's just a little bit better to have a yard and to have a place to store tools, like a shed, things like that. Because people have hobbies. Um, and other things they like to do. Maybe they like to make things. But also, um, there's a couple other things about it. The Bible doesn't mention future technology. At all. So people are like, well, if we're going to make clothes, do we use the spindle and distaff? And so people in the future are like, use a loom. It's way faster. They're like, well, can we use one with electricity? And they're like, I don't know. It's not in the Bible. So people are afraid to use elect electricity because it's not in the Bible. And so people, somebody comes along and says, hey, I, I'm thinking about building a house. It's a new design. And, and then the, a lot of Christians might say, no, don't do it. You might get in trouble from God. And the person's like, I just wanted to make a house that's like two stories, a couple other changes. They're like, look, two-story house is fine. A lot of people have done those. It's fine. But these other changes you're doing, you might get in trouble. And they're like, what changes? And then the other person's like, okay, look, on your house, you want to put a lot of windows that looks like you're rich. And it's forbidden because of Jesus. 